Welcome back to Are You For Real with Sarah Frick. Today, we are sitting down with Dana Buffalino, who is a board-certified health and wellness coach. And I'm super excited to talk to Dana because as I told her, up until like two weeks ago, I was eating like a frat boy. (laughs) And just like a few simple changes in my diet, truly, I was telling our producer, Lindsay, before this like has changed my life. Um, And so I can't wait to learn more. And I think what a great time of year. Everybody is, you know, looking to do usually good things for themselves in January. And even though I don't love the commercialized aspect of it, I think like when we have a wave of health and wellness, we might as well ride it. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's meet you. Tell us a little bit about you, how you got into this and all that. Cool. Yeah, that's great. And I'm so glad that you are you know, motivated right now because I do think that there's so much that food can do. I actually was on a client call before this and we were almost we were almost, you know, fearful to incorporate a few food changes just because it's so crazy how powerful it really can be. And so when we talk about, you know, anxiety and otherwise, it's amazing, you know, just what we can do with food. So, uh, but yeah, I'm Dana Buffalino. As you said, I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach. Um, That national board certified just means that I also have behavior change um, education and have taken a board exam by the National Board of Medical Examiners to, um, to effectively practice and to help clients. Um, health coaching is um, a newer field, so I'd love to explain what it is a little bit. If yeah, that's totally, cool please. Okay. Awesome, yeah. So um, it's basically, it's behavior change. So unlike a dietitian or a nutritionist that they're going to tell you what to eat, um, I'm going to, I certainly know that, um, some of that, but I also am going to help you to um, find your why and that intrinsic motivation and also break down those goals. So say you've, you've um, been told by a doctor that you need to eliminate gluten or something like that. I'm going to help you to figure out what that means, what gluten is and how to effectively el- eliminate it or to add exercise, how to break that down into actionable steps to each week incorporate exercise into your routine. Okay. So yeah, because that's like scary if someone's like, don't eat this. Yes. Like, especially exactly. for somebody like me, that's like bucks the system. Oh yeah. I'm like, don't eat it. I'm going to order a pizza. Hab- exactly. <laughs> I know habits and, are so hard to break. Well, and it's so interesting you say about the behavior because that is like you know, I say like who we are anywhere is who we are everywhere. So clearly like it's that. not just showing up with the gluten, right? Right. right. <laughs> so it goes so much deeper. Yeah. Um, so how did you get into all this? Like, are you, where are you from? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. And, um, I, let's see, I went to school down here, um, and then moved to Chicago for my career in photo production. And I always was really interested in nutrition. I really saw from, um, the beginning, um, of in high school, for example, I suffered from acne as so many of us do in high school, you know, like who, who didn't. Right. Um, and my mom, instead of wanting to go to the Accutane, um, you know, place or anything like that, she said, why don't I do a little bit of research? And, um, she did and started me on a flax oil and orange juice kick every morning that she gave me this like little juice glass with a shot of flax oil and orange juice. And it worked. And it was so cool because it was like, okay, like we said before, going full circle already, that it's amazing how quickly our body can change and how effective food is when we just find what we're missing, what we're deficient in, what we have too much of, you know, what we need. Mm -hmm. And so then it sparked my interest from an early age, as I said, um, you know, that this was um, quite powerful. 
But then I, you know, went to school and did what we all did and forgot about nutrition for yeah. a little bit. And then came you got to, you have to, you have to, you have do to, because yes. then it, then when you come back to it, you're like, Oh, got it. I actually tell my clients that it's always good to have those off days or off weeks, months, whatever it is, mm-hmm. because then it helps you to come back and reset and remember how good it is that food and totally. exercise make you feel. Yep. Um, so yeah, so then I went to school, forgot everything, then went off to Chicago where I had my career and I always had this, uh, I, it was a career in photo production and I always, um, felt like I was missing that nutrition component. So I went back to school at night and then started my health coaching practice four years ago while simultaneously um, doing photo production. Um, And just in the beginning of 2020, I um, went full-time health coach. Oh, nice. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. So so just to kind of backtrack, so you said, you know, people hear from their doctors, you got to get rid of dairy, you got to get rid of gluten. And then you said you start to explain to them what that looks like. So can you kind of give us a little like, how, how does, like, how does your process work? Yeah. So with, with clients, I first say, what's your why, you know, why do you want to give up the dairy? Why do you want to give up the gluten? Why do you want to balance your blood sugar? We can go even higher level here and say, I was just diagnosed with diabetes or pre-diabetes or insulin resistance. Why do I want to, um, you know, balance my blood sugar? And you find what their motivation is in terms of, you know, whether it's family or living, a long life or excelling at work or whatever your why is. And then we then break down from there um, what it is we really need to do and how we implement that from a like soup to nuts um, perspective kind of, you know, we go through your routine and we say, we say, okay, to use your example, here's where the dairy is. Mm-hmm. Let's Im- eliminate it here and let's find substitutes because this isn't about sacrificing dairy. This isn't about sacrificing whatever it is you want to change. It's about still enjoying life and finding the substitutes um, and alternatives that just simply make you feel better. Right. And so with like, so as you're like moving through this journey, are you, got, are you doing like coaching with people too about their emotional well-being and yes okay so we stay very present tense though which is a really good distinction between health coaching say and therapy okay therapy most um often goes to past trauma and to your past um to like you know dig up some Mm -hmm. some stuff and and work through that coaching is very present tense so we really stay in the here and now and we really um you know define action steps that can change your every day Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah Yeah, because I mean, I have found with therapy, because I did therapy before my husband and I, we lost our first child and the therapy was good, but I feel like some days I would go and it would just perpetuate. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm Mm -hmm. having a great day. And then I I would go and it's like, so let's, and I'm like, oh fuck, well now I feel like shit again. I know, know? it takes up so much shit and it's, it's, it's tough work. Yeah. And it's not, and I don't think it's bad by any means. Like I've had to go through some of my past trauma as well, but Mm -hmm. I really like what you're saying about the present because like the work that we do uh, in the room, it's Mm -hmm. all about like, all right, who are we now? Right. Like, how are we showing up to the table today? Right. Like we all have have past we all have our drama we all have our trauma but like if we can be like all right I'm in this body today and I'm going to move from here I think that there's you know that for me that gives me so much strength yeah I agree with you and I think that through trauma you know trauma and just our childhood has informed so much of who we are today however like you said we have the here and now and this is what happened happened and we can dig it up and talk about it and work through it and I've I've worked with a therapist many times myself and it really has helped I mean so much. However, like you said, dealing with the here and now and actually saying, okay, what happened happened. And here's what I have to work with now. And I have what I have, I have to look at each day as mm-hmm. it comes and say, you know, here's what I can do today mm-hmm. to make this a good day, mm-hmm. a healthy day, a happy day. Yep. And I think food is like 
so personal and can be such a trigger for people as well. And I mean, we're in a little bit of a similar industry like fitness. Sometimes, you know, I see people over exercise. I've seen people Mm -hmm. give up on themselves too much. And so do you ever work with people that have had disordered eating in the past? I do. And it's really a touchy subject. Oftentimes I, I tend to actually stay away from food and go more into the stress management, more into, um, you know, implementing exercise if that feels healthy to them. Um, cause a negative relationship with food, man, I mean, even if you say, even if it's positive, um, things to say about food, you know, even if it's like add more flax because it does this still, still inspiring that someone can control how they feel or how they look or what happens in their life because of food mm-hmm. is a negative relationship with food, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. can trigger a negative relationship with food. I should say it totally can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, after I had my twins, I, um, I had some postpartum and I was mm-hmm. like, all right, what can I control? And I mean, I've shared this before in here, but I think in almost six weeks I lost 50 pounds. Cause I was like, literally before I could even after, before, when I got cleared, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm already like doing, you know, the things. And I have all right. my tools. I mean, I already, I own studios, but I was just in this place. Maybe it wasn't six weeks, maybe it was like eight, but I was in this place and I was like losing my mind. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm going to restrict my food. Mm-hmm. And, and if I get back to my regular body, everything will come mm-hmm. back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I look back and I'm like, wow, that was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Really exhausting. Yeah. Um, but I think that if the food is a control thing, you know, mm-hmm. and also, you know, you people start to say, oh, my gosh, you look so good. And I you feel know. like shit so and not so many other places. And you're like, oh, well, gosh, I want two more people to tell me I look yes, good, I know. you know. And so I'd love to like because I think it's so interesting to what are your most of your sessions like? Let's say that like so I come to you and just let's say, hey, Dana, I've recently put on 30 pounds. I'm turning 40. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with my body. What mm-hmm. what can you do for me? Yep. Wait, I'm asking. I'm asking for a friend. Uh, okay. This is my free session. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Pre-op. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we start out by by figuring out what your why is. You know, it's like, why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to lose those thirty pounds? And and and. I find that in that practice, it's very defining, you know, because it's often, I mean, it it certainly can be, I want to fit better in my jeans, but is it because I want to take the pressure off of my knees because I want to run after my two-year-old? Is it because I want X, Y, Z? I don't want to follow in my parents' path. You know, what Mm -hmm. is it? And then from there, oftentimes it's not really one thing that we want to control. We say, I work at, okay, so I should back up and say, I work in four pillars typically, which is um, exercise, nutrition, or, or food, stress management, and sleep optimization. Mm. And so that doesn't mean that I'm a personal trainer and I say, do X, Y, Z workouts. It's a, it's saying, it's inspiring you to figure out what is your favorite exercise? What have you liked? If you've lost exercise, what have you done in the past that you've liked mm-hmm. um, that's resonated well with you? And how many times per week do you think you could reach your goals by doing this exercise? You know, it would help you to reach those goals. Um, and, um, you know, we can go into each of the four pillars. Um, typically I try to hit at least two per session mm-hmm. just so we can be working simultaneously. Cause I do find that, you know, um, doing multiple pillars at one time can actually to help to, you know, accelerate that feeling of contentment yep. and, and, um, balance. <clears throat> um, yeah. And then from there, so, so, okay. I, we, we basically, you know, we find out your why and then we go into what you can do and what feels within your wheelhouse. Oftentimes I also ask, 
what is your gut telling you? Like, what is your intuition telling you is the thing you need to incorporate here because our intuition so often knows better mm-hmm. than any doctor or health coach does. Right. You know, that we say, you know, I really do think that I've, I've, I need to, I've been reading about meditation. I'm thinking about, yep. you know, implementing this routine. And um, so I riff off of that because health coaching also says that we know our best, you know, mm-hmm. we know ourselves the best. And so even if it's down to say, um, how you're going to hold yourself accountable. Well, I'm all on my iPhone. I'm all in my notes. I can hold myself very accountable via notes in my phone, but that doesn't work for other people. Right. Other like that would are, never work for me. Yep. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know yourself best. I'm not going to make suggestions. I'm going to let you tell me, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to ask pertinent questions to let, to pull the, 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 the goals and the action steps out of you. And then do you like for the accountability piece, like do you, people have like, I don't know, homework is the right Thing, but is it like yeah. all right this week or do you usually talk to people once a week um once every two weeks is my sweet spot so it's usually just like all right the next two weeks is what we're going to try exactly. and do you do you do most of your stuff on the phone or face to face uh well virtual over like, okay Zoom. Zoom. yeah okay cool mm-hmm. yeah. um and then have you found that like people lie to you <laughs> that's a really funny question. I'm like, because that would have that, I mean, that could still kind of be me, but I'm like, well, because I'm a people pleaser. Yes. You know same. what I mean? And I'm like, and I did this actually with a woman in town. Um, I don't know when it was two years ago or something, but she d- has a different approach than you and she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But um, I found like I wanted to please her. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't like, fo- like there's some app on there about your food or whatever. And I like would just sometimes just <laughs> omit shit yes. and then like go for like an extra 30 minute <laughs> run. She'd be like, Oh my God, you did so good. I'm like, I know I followed the plan perfectly this week. And yeah. then I'm like, why am I? I'm like fucking paying so much money for this. And I'm lying, but it yeah. was like such good information for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I realized it was kind of like, cause I had to step on a scale and it was like, that's a big trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I just, I, in a really kind way, I just was like, this thing will work for me. We're gonna have to, we don't right. have to break up right? because I'm about to go somewhere dark. I know. <clears throat> I know. I think it can so often happen. I, you know, I think that so often when we're told what to do, either it doesn't resonate because how often do you walk out of wherever you walk out of a doctor's office? But I, that's not to say that doctors aren't incredibly effective, but walk out of, um, you know, an office with a, with a printed out sheet of paper telling you what to do. Mm-hmm what of that sheet of paper are you actually going to do? Right. Either because you haven't actually worked through it, walked through it with the whoever's telling you to do it. You haven't actually like gone through how I'm going to make this happen. You haven't maybe even read through everything, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. Um, so it's like helping to actually incorporate those, um, those goals into your daily life, breaking them down. But yeah, I do find that people, I don't think that people um, mean to lie. I think when they tell me what they're doing, they tell me what they think that their best self should be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, so say I ask what they're having for breakfast. They say an oatmeal, an oatmeal, a smoothie, or eggs. And it's like, well, that's awesome. But then in chatting with them, oftentimes it's like, and then I stopped at McDonald's this past weekend, but I never do that. Yeah. You know? But it's like, I get it. I want to know the everything right. so that we can you know, help to... Um, know where we're starting, but also have all information so that again, when we're goal setting, it can be like, let's, let's, let's incorporate all of these habits into your life, Mm -hmm. into what you really want to do. Because if you really like that McDonald's stop, keep the McDonald's stop. Let's just, you know, work around that. Yeah. I am all for not sacrificing. Yeah. So do you help people come up with meal plans? Um, no, I don't really. I, I have a meal plan template that I can send, um, so that people can kind of have the inspiration and like the outline of how it works, but I don't actually, um, you know, offer meal planning services because the, the idea behind that is that you, I'm going to 
teach you and inspire you how to meal plan yourself as opposed to do the dirty work for you. Got it. I read a long time ago, a health coach that said, I'm in the business of putting myself out of business. And I thought that that's so true because I don't want you to have to rely on me forever. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do want to, you know, work with you long term, but at the same time, I want to teach you the, give you the tools, teach you how to be able to effectively balance your life on your own, not with my help. And then how does like, um, like a, a client relationship with you look like? What are, is it like two months, a year? Like how, or does it just totally depend or? Yeah. It, right now I offer three and six month memberships. Okay. Um, I do offer Smart. one of, yeah, I, um, I just find that we can, um, actually change the most when it comes to three and six months. Um, three months is typically if someone has a time oriented goal, like say they want to get pregnant or they're going through fertility treatments. Mm-hmm. And so it's a window of time that they, uh, really want to do, like crunch time, if you will. Six months is if you, um, you know, have tried so many things and it's just not seeming to, nothing seeming to stick or mm-hmm. you're really overwhelmed by reading a different diet on the news every every week or you have been diagnosed with a chronic condition and want, you know, long-term yes. help. So you, when you walked in, you were like, I want to touch on blood sugar. Is that mm. you say that? So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I just think the blood sugar is at the heart of so many um, so many issues that are arising today um, that, you know, like, for example, hormone balance, you can balance your hormone hormones so well and take the pressure off of your body so much just by balancing your blood sugar and balancing that plate of food, you know. And I think that, like, backing up a, a, a step, that we have the opportunity three times a day, and this is, again, this reliance on food, like you and I discussed. It's not all about food, right. but it's we have this opportunity three times a day to really heal ourselves. And when we allow, we give our bodies the food to heal and also the balanced, you know, plate to be able to fuel our next few hours, to fuel our body, to, to do that work, to do that healing work. Mm-hmm. Um, we can heal, we can optimize our goals. We can, um, you know, optimize our energy. It, well, it's so true. I was thinking about this actually yesterday. I was like, you know, it's like your body's like a car. Mm. And if you put, you know, like, Ha- like shitty gas in your car or yes. like half gas, half like Coca-Cola, it's not going to run. You know right. what I mean? And it's like, your body's so the same. I mean, yeah. I see it in my kids. I have three little kids, eight yeah. and two, four year olds. And like, wh- like December was mayhem. Like, I think we all ate sugar every, you know? And I mean, they, my youngest son, he is so affected and it's, he just loses his mom. He loses, right. he literally cannot control himself. Yeah. Like loses his marbles. And I'm like, right. wow, like that's, crazy. And then when he's back to like eating more whole foods, you know, he feels better and he Mm -hmm. eats more. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think that that's inflammation based. I think that it's, you know, like just the blood sugar roller coaster that can happen of those highs and lows, you know, like he might be crazy and then totally crash. mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a similar experience with my, um, my son, we feed him, I mean, like mostly if not all whole foods, whole, whole real foods and he eats so much more mm-hmm. when he eats real foods as opposed to, you know, the crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I'm very happy about. Yes. But. That's good. Good mom <laughs> moment. Um, so let's touch on just, a f- I mean, we got, we got plenty of time, but I just want to, I'm looking at your website, which is beautiful by the way. And I know that you said it's, you know, a tailored plan. So it's not like you want to have a baby, this is what you eat or anything mm-hmm. like that. But because you are working with some sensitive subjects, like, and I, I, told you that I had done, you know, done fertility. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. And you did as well. Mm-hmm. Was there, is, and this might totally be like off course, but is there a certain way you think that people who are doing fertility should eat or is it person to person? I know when I was doing it, I have an amazing acupuncturist in town mm-hmm. and I've sent thousands of people to her. I absolutely adore her. Mm-hmm. Um, her name's Lisa Dunlevy. And she just 
because I have like, I'm so yin deficient. Mm-hmm. Um, have you taken any of our classes here? I have. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can see. Yeah. So it's like, we're a bunch of psychopaths in a hot room mm-hmm. and like, and she's like, and I was like eating a ton of salads and mm-hmm. being crazy. And I was like, I don't know. I can't get pregnant. She's like, nothing right. wants to live in that body, <laughs> you know? So she was like warm grounding food. Um, you know, have me eating a lot of root vegetables. Yep. Is that kind of the yeah. same idea. So I don't know why I'm doing that with my hands. I know, I know. I like it though. Um, it's so interesting you say that because, okay, so when I got my start in health coaching, I was going to an acupuncturist here for um, fertility. Her um, name was Lisa Abernathy of uh, Blue Heron Acupuncture. And I, I just like think I kiss the ground she walks on. Yeah. I think she's incredible. I think that once you have a great acupuncturist, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, that you, you know, you hold them as part of your, I mean, your... she saved my life. Yes. Like yes. many times. Mm-hmm. So I love her. Yes. Same. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Um, but I was very similar in that sense. And, and that's where I got the, where I started my health coaching practice too. She took a chance on me and gave me a position at oh, Blue cool. as a health coach. Um, when I didn't have much experience under my belt, besides a few virtual clients that were really kind of friends friends of friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I always say, yeah, like th- speaking of saving my life, I mean, she created the life that I love so much today. So I'm eternally grateful to her, but <laughs> I say that I became a health coach while going through infertility. Um, and yes, that was so much of my work with her too. And it was really cool to have that Chinese medicine background of, um, you know, working in fertility that it's like, yeah, going for the warm foods, going for cooked foods, um, going for more meat, which I think, you know, so many people in, um, that are interested in wellness, we think smoothies, we think salads, the more veggies on your plate, the better. And veggies are awesome, but the way in which you cook them and which veggies you eat Mm -hmm. and balancing those out with some meat that has so many incredible minerals for fertility and, um, and, you know, just it being a warm food in and of themselves, um, can be so impactful. So to answer your question, yes, I do, um, kind of have a sweet spot in which I work with fertility and, um, you know, absolute suggestions. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But work with everybody. I mean, I, um, have a client who I'm super proud of. She was a vegetarian, which is always, um, oftentimes a little bit harder to get pregnant, but she did, um, and had a very healthy pregnancy and, um, you know, healthy, beautiful baby now. So Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Certainly work with everything. Is there, and just to finish this topic up, but like for anyone that's listening, that is going through that because it is so challenging. Do you have any advice? I don't even know if that's the right word. Oh gosh. I'm like, this is my advice. As I ask you, I always interrupt people. I'm like, hold on before you talk, let me talk. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and this isn't about food, but I have some people in my life that are going through it right now. And mm-hmm. I remember going to my doctor and just sitting with him. And he was like, if you, he's like, the name of the game is persistence. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you've met your girl. Yes. And mm-hmm. it was hard. You know, it's like you, it's so emotional. You, mm-hmm. well, for me, it was like a different experience, but he was like, you, if it doesn't work, you got to keep showing up. Like what right. do you, like if has, has anything in your life you've ever wanted that you could work for and not happen? And I was yeah. like, no, not really. You mm-hmm. know, like, I mean, I'm willing to put the work in. Mm-hmm. He's like, this isn't going to be any different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the persistence piece that mm-hmm. is, it can be really challenging Very because at the same time, like they're like, be persistent, work, work, work. And then you go Chinese medicine and they're like, just right. relax and breathe. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. Cause there is so much conflicting advice out yeah. there. You're right. Mm-hmm. And now a word from our sponsor. The Daily, located on King Street, is one of my absolute favorite easy go-to places. You can literally walk there in two minutes from the works or the work cycle. They have amazing coffees. They have beautiful teas. 
My all-time favorite is their soft scrambled eggs with their homemade sourdough avocado toast. It is to die for out of this world. They have great protein smoothies, um, lots of grab and go. Also female run, so you know we love that. You can always check them out as well on Instagram at The Daily CHS. You'll probably see one of us over there. I know Chandler is a humongous fan of their matcha. So check them out. If you mention the works at checkout as well, you get 10% off February and March. You're going to find out so much about yourself and you're going to learn so much and you're going to heal so much in this infertility process. And like you said, persistence with persistence, you know, you will have a child however you want to have a child. You know, Mm -hmm. there are so many ways in which to have a child. Um, But I again, I just think you can learn so much about yourself um, through the process. Um, For example, I had I shouldn't say extreme anxiety. I have suffered from anxiety for years and I through infertility, thanks to, thanks to infertility, you know, I saw how many behaviors I had that were contributing to my anxiety. Because like you said, Chinese medicine suggests calming down, calming down, nourishing mm-hmm. the body, slowing mm-hmm. down, getting off the caffeine, getting off the cold foods, yep. relaxing more, more than going for the runs, you know, slowing down and doing a little bit of meditation, maybe some walks instead. Mm-hmm. And it went against everything that I knew and felt was my tool to cope with anxiety. Mm -hmm. But then I actually was able to look at my anxiety head on and find the triggers, find the root, work through those, still keep those behaviors out of my life and to help cope, you know, years later. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that goes, that's such a testament to like beauty and the breakdown, you know, it's like, in the middle of it, it's where we learn so much. And it's like, you want to go get past it as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. And you can't like the, you can't run away from it. The only way out is through. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's really neat. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you're working with people, let's say, is there like a certain age range that you usually find? Is it all women? Is it, you know, what are you, what's like your like demographic? Yeah. I work with all ages, but I do find women are typically more interested in health and wellness coaching than um, men, but I certainly work with both and love to, um, you know, love to work with both. Um, it's typically, I'd say, I mean, I, like I said, I love to work with both, but I do find that um, it's typically women, let's say like, well, that's not even true. I mean, because I work with a few teenagers right now. I was going to say like 25 to 65, but at the same time, I have a few teenagers mm-hmm. right now that um, we're doing such cool work together, so... That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you ever work into con- like in conjunction with other people, like for athletes and stuff like that, or? Yeah, I don't work with a lot of athletes, but I do work in conjunction. You know, like if you if you say yes, go ahead and talk to X Y Z, then I will speak with your say like acupuncturist, mm-hmm. um, and we can collaborate and care. I love to do that actually because I find you know like when we have the multiple modalities of wellness coming together, we can do so much. Yeah, so so much. Especially, I loved doing that at Blue Heron with acupuncturists because totally they see so many things just in the pulse in. Um, you know, what they're seeing in the... I loved that. Yes. She's like, let me see your tongue. I was like, mm, not mm. today. <laughs> She's like, what have you been doing? I was like, like my teeth have like rimmed my tongue completely, you know? Yes, yes. Um, I know. She, I, I, gosh, I've got they to go see her. Don't, don't I know. Worry. I know. Well, she knew I was pregnant. Every, I mean, I've been pregnant six times. I have three kids to her twins. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of loss too. And she always, like she was, you know, she wasn't going to be like, you're about to have a miscarriage or anything like that. But she, I, she could always just be like, let's just, you know, we'll see how this one goes. And I'm like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But it's so interesting. I mean, like I love when they would read 
the pulse and yes. like, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So amazing. I know. So what are some of the top anxiety producing foods or does it vary person to person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it does. Like you said, it does vary person to person for sure. You know, when we get into food sensitivities, um, that can certainly be a trigger for anxiety if your body doesn't tolerate that food well. So it really is unique to the individual. Um, but yes, there are some triggers that, um, that do tend to exacerbate, um, anxiety, for example, um, alcohol is one. I was about to say, you're going to say everything I yes, like. Yes, I Alcohol, know, caffeine. I know, exactly. Sugar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got it. You hit the nail on the head. Those are the three yeah. triggers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, alcohol, caffeine, and sugar. They're all inflammatory to the body. Um, caffeine can also act as adrenaline. So, it, you know, the hyped up feeling that so much, so many of us get well, that signals to our body that it's time to be hyped up and you yeah. know, to like release that cortisol, release that adrenaline. And um, it can be very attax- taxing to the adrenal glands as well. So it can kind of get us into that cyclical cycle of um, anxiety. Um, sugar is inflammatory, like I said, um, and robs the body of a lot of great uh, nutrients like B vitamins and some minerals. Um, and then alcohol, unfortunately, you yeah. know, it numbs the anxiety in the moment, but again, it depletes us of B vitamins and important minerals. Why is that? Um, why does the alcohol deplete us? Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, besides it dehydrates you, but is that? Yeah. I think it's in the recovery and okay. the body recovery. It, um, it, you know, like it robs the body of our stores of those nutrients, yep. um, to, to like recover from, cause it's like technically poison yeah. and it's a depressant. And yeah. so an anxiety and depression, depression go hand in hand so often. So, you know, you're working with a depressant there. So unfortunately, it's so true. Three fun ones. Yeah, I know, but it's so true. And it's like, you know, we know all, or I know this information and I'm like, let me try one more time. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Maybe this time it's going to be different, right? It's like a terrible boyfriend. It's absolutely fine. You know, we all have those experiences where it's like, that was a great night. I've had so much fun. My anxiety has gone the next day because I had so much fun. And that's probably more in the personal connection that we have, that sense of community that it is in the actual alcohol. So, yep. but the good news is there are a lot of foods that can counterbalance that, that can actually help, um, prevent anxiety. So that's a good thing. Um, as well as that blood sugar balance we were talking about before. So a lot of, there's been, there have been a lot of studies linking anxiety and depression to hypoglycemia, which is low blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes if we eat frequently, so maybe you're more of like a four meal per day person than a three meal per day person, which is one of the things that worked really well for me in fertility, by the way. Um, then maybe, you know, when you don't get to those low blood sugar points, that can actually help you to, you know, balance that anxiety. And, um, you know, some of the things that I said are depleted with alcohol, caffeine, and sugar, um, you know, your B vitamins, your magnesium, um, your omegas, increasing those can help to alleviate some anxiety and to, to prevent it. So your B vitamins can be, you know, like whole grains, like oats. It can be, um, you know, um, your magnesium can be chocolate, actually. Um, uh, some avocado, your omegas would be chia seeds, slack seeds, avocado again. So see, there's an overlap there. So that can be, that's a food that kind of is a kind of a twofer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your fatty fish. So your salmon, your herring, your anchovies, your mackerel, your herring, uh, I already said herring, mm-hmm. um, all of those can be great too, um, to help kind of alleviate the anxiety and prevent it. What is your personal, and this isn't like professional, but what is it like for your body or what's your personal th- thought about red meat? I think, oh gosh, I had this experience, um, years ago, I was trying the vegan lifestyle, which I think works so well for so many people, plant-based. Um, I think it works so well for so many people, but I was trying it and I felt so weak and, and terrible, um, 
I just, my hair was falling out. I felt super just ill, just yeah. a general sense of, um, you know, fatigue. And, um, I went to a burger spot with, um, some friends of mine. And <laughs> You're like, chose. you went ape. <laughs> I did. They had grass fed beef on the menu. They had a vegan, um, burger that like my friends were all like, You're set. You've got a vegan burger yeah. here. And, and like, I was you like, You don't know me. Exactly. And I was like, I'll have the everything, yeah. you know, because yeah. I knew that it was good quality meat. And the next day it was like, I had been given a shot of life. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy the difference I felt overnight. Um, and so from my body, I mean, you asked my personal yeah, take. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My body, um, red meat is very, um, very beneficial. Yeah. I was, um, I don't know if you guys know who Brian Kest is, but he's like the fa- one of the fathers yeah. of power yoga. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> cool dude. He lives in California, but he's older now. But I, um did a workshop with him many years ago and he, he studied, he founded power yoga and, you know, maybe, maybe he did something with Jiva Mukti. Anyway, he was vegetarian for a long time and he's like, listen, you know, I'm this Jewish guy from New York. He's like, my body yeah. needs meat. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, so yes. maybe your body doesn't need meat. He's like, but my body needs meat. Right. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, and we got to think about like our lineage and our heritage and our culture and like what, you know, if you eat a lot of beans, like you probably don't want to take all those beans out of your diet, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm always so interested just, um, I think too, the conversation in the yoga community, cause I've been in this health and wellness community for so long really has changed. Mm-hmm. Like, like you were saying, it used to be like salad smoothies, you know, this yep. is what you eat to be healthy. And if you're doing this, then you're healthy. And now I feel like people a little bit more are more like, like, I'm not saying like me, but like just more just like, well, this is reality, mm-hmm. you know, like, yes, yeah. I, I love the yoga. I love the culture. I love fitness. I love having real conversations, but like, I also like do dumb things sometimes, you know, and it's like, I think that's the balance of living though. Yeah. You know, I think that it's awesome that you think that a lot of people have gotten there. Cause I think a lot of people have yet to get there and that there's so much more work to be done for us to not be in this all or nothing mentality of we're going to do smoothie salads from, you know, Monday through Friday yep. and then we're going to binge Rage. on the weekends. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I think it's awesome, you know, that you're at that spot that you think, okay, I have my healthy habits that make me feel great. Yep. And I have these, you know, tools in my back pocket that make me feel my balanced, most content self. But I also have these fun things mm-hmm. that also make me feel super great too. Yep. Like having a glass of wine with friends or, you know, whatever yep. it is. Totally. Yeah. I, and I think just like going hand in hand with what you were saying about like the, I don't know if emotional or component, you know, is such an important part of the conversations that you have. And I think it is like, like part of this podcast, it's like all about storytelling. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we come on and like, it's just people, I think people feel less alone when someone else is like, Oh, me too. And they're like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. I don't have to hide that. I don't have to lie to the person I'm paying. Who's weighing me. Yes. You know, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) so, I mean, I think all these conversations are so beneficial and, um, I agree. So if for someone who is, what, like, um, I don't want to say what kind of person would be attracted to you, but like if someone is out there and they're kind of listening to this, they're like, this could be for me, you mm-hmm. know, maybe this isn't like, what, um, what do like the people that come to you? Like, I know you already said everyone tells their story differently, yeah. but like, what are some of the questions maybe our listeners are asking themselves before they're going to like reach out and talk to you? Yeah. I think the people that come to me are, are so fed up and either they're fed up yeah. with, what they're being told by the masses or the media or what they're telling themselves. You know, I think that they're just, they want to throw in the towel and they want some direction of, um, you know, how to make their goals a reality. Again, they know what they want to do. They know what they feel like they need to do, um, to become their healthiest, most balanced self. It's, 
not knowing the, not seeing the forest through the trees, you Mm -hmm. know, not being able to actually, um, get there, Mm -hmm. you know, to actually make the, those, those goals, actionable steps that they can incorporate every day. Yep. And I think like that's so, I was talking to a friend of mine, I don't know, maybe like a few weeks ago, a month ago, Mm -hmm. and she had been working with somebody and it kind of fell apart. And she's like, it's so frustrating. She's like, I, she's smart woman, you know, super independent. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I know what to do. Yeah. She's like, I'm just, I just don't do it. Right. So like, what do you say to someone like that? So one of the things that I do Asking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I do most frequently, and I wouldn't call it, like, it's not on my website. I don't feel like I, you know, like advertise this, but it's working with people's routine. Um, That like we completely, we, we basically do a rework of your daily life by saying, here are the things that, here's what I visualize in my perfect day. Here's mm-hmm. what my perfect day looks like. And here is what the reality of my day looks like. And then we put them together. And so we make it, we make it flow because we obviously have the reality of what you need to do. We need to like take care of our responsibilities, whatever they may be. But we also have those, those things that we feel like would make us more content or happier or healthier, or that we would bring more joy into our life. You know, mm-hmm. that's the other thing I think that so many of us are missing, especially in the pandemic is simply just having joy, Yeah, you know, creating joy in our every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what people crave. Like that's what yeah. I think, you know, works for our business model too. It's like, you feel good. Yes. This morning I woke up and, um, it was cold, you know, cold and dark. And I was going to take a 7am cycle class and it's like six. And I'm like, should I just lay here? And which there's nothing wrong if I chose that. But I was like, I knew if I got in that room, like Chandler was going to light my ass on fire. And I have felt like a million bucks all day. And like halfway through class, I'm like, if I didn't come to this class, would I, who would I even be today? Yeah, You know? And so I think it's like this perpetual, just keep showing up to the table, showing up to the Mm -hmm. table, showing up to the table, even on the hard days Mm -hmm. and being Mm -hmm. really honest about it, which I think is, you know, which can be hard. It is hard. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. And I think like to add to that, I think that so many of us, um, have not found the things that necessarily make us feel really great. And so therefore we feel like we're only sacrificing things. We're only taking things out and saying, Mm, I don't think that I should, yeah, to use your example before I shouldn't eat meat or I shouldn't, you know, do whatever, have this glass of wine or, or, I don't know, whatever it is, we're sacrificing so much and therefore we're not having these experiences that bring us massive joy in the day that bring us, mm-hmm. you know, this great feeling of the endorphin rush of a cycling class yeah. or, um, you know, whatever it may be. And therefore that's why we have that, that binge on that rage on the weekends, you know, because we're basically sacrificing Monday through Friday and then we just want to find that joy or numb ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the two I find, um, is so common on the weekends. So yeah. just bringing in that joy and that good feeling Every day makes you less likely to feel the need to rage, go wild. Yeah, yeah exactly. I guess weekends. like, and this isn't something maybe that maybe this is just like conversation, but for some people I've talked to that have made, and some a lot of my clients are a little bit younger than me that are mm-hmm. making the shifts or mm-hmm. like I'm not you know decided not to drink anymore or to like party like they used to. They're mm-hmm. like, well, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, do I find all new friends? Yeah. Like finding new hobbies. I feel kind of isolated. You know this and that. And I think. Yeah. Um, it's like reconnecting, refinding a community. Absolutely. You know, and wherever that is, you just got to find yeah. people that are willing to support you through those stages, those steps. And I think that's really hard too, because, you know, like alcohol, for example, has been a numbing agent mm-hmm. for so many people for so long that then we get into that time of you don't have something numbing to, um, you know, mask how you feel and therefore you're a lot of feelings are being brought up. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're also finding that the friends that you thought were such close friends 
aren't really such great friends anymore. So you're right. It's finding new community and other support system and whatever that looks like, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's coming to the works or whether it's, you know, trading wine for tea dates. Right. You know? Yep. Just making some changes. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Well, what else, is there anything else you wanted to add to Mm. wrap this up into a pretty bow or not a pretty bow? You know, I guess so much of our conversation too has been around food, which I love. And actually it's my favorite part of the business, but I think that there's also so many habits that we can do that can improve our life, but also help alleviate anxiety too. Yeah. So, um, so let's see, I've talked a lot about finding the trigger and I think that, um, that really is so key, um, in functional medicine as a whole, we talk about getting to the root of the problem. So it's not just, you know, putting a bandaid on it and helping to relieve the side effects. It's also getting to the root and saying, okay, let's solve it here. And I find that when we journal and we think, and we, you know, like however best for you to work through that, maybe it's with a therapist, maybe it's with a friend, maybe it's like I said, journaling, um, and to find the root of where your anxiety comes from Mm -hmm. and then to target that, Mm -hmm. I think it'd be so powerful. Like say it's social anxiety and you find that, um, so it's being around people, but then you find it's actually only around specific people. And then you find that it's actually only around the specific person. Then it's kind of like really looking at your relationship with that person. What has happened in the past to make you feel this way and, and what you want to do. Again, this is about what you want to do, what not, what, not what you need to do what you want to do to change that relationship to be able to make it not such an anxiety provoking experience. And are you there to help coach yes. these people? Okay. Yes, that's awesome. Exactly. Keeping it again in the present tense, yes. you know, like this, um, it, I, I tend to have to like pull back to the present totally. a lot when it comes to anxiety because so much of it is from past trauma. Um, and it's an interesting, there's, um, uh, exercise I do when I lead teacher trainings mm-hmm. And we have people write out like an experience um, that they had with someone. It's mm-hmm. usually a pretty traumatic experience or something that's, you know, that's, that, that's keeping them stuck. And we have them like, I'm like, just go nuts. Like write out every mm-hmm. emotion you have, like just, you know, go crazy. And they write and they write and they write. And then afterwards we have them go and mark out everything that's not a fact. Mm, yes. And so it's like, just for like the really short example, like I had this boyfriend and he, treated me like shit. He didn't love me. Da, da, da. And he broke up with me and it mm-hmm. goes, I have this boyfriend. He broke up with me. Mm-hmm. And so you mm-hmm. see like what this is holding, yes. right? So that told you that now you are like unlovable, not right. beautiful and all these things. And then it's like what you're saying, like, okay, now we got it. Yeah. Now here's the work. Yep. It's not about the fucking boyfriend that broke up with you. Right. Right. So that's a cognitive behavioral therapy trick that I actually learned. I'm really it. smart. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a licensed exactly what coach, I mean. but <laughs> exactly what I mean. Yeah. I was working with a CBT trained therapist, a cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, trained therapist. And we did exactly that exercise. It was like, let's, let's, let's tell your brain, you know, one part of your brain is, you know, telling you X, Y, Z. The other part of your brain knows that X, Y, Z is actually not fact. It's fiction. And it's what you're you're the story that you're creating. So let's have that side of your brain convince the other part of your brain mm. that that's not true. Yeah. You're making up that story. Love ya. Yeah. But yeah. And that's hard. <laughs> yes. Because it is pe- so I mean, hard. that exercise, I get some people are like on it. And then some people are like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. This is how I feel. And I'm like, your feelings are valid. Yeah. And like what you're saying about the present tense, like, but do we really need to live down in the hole? Yeah. Like I'll meet you in the hole. We can roll around in there together for a while, but right. that ain't, if we're stuck in there, we're not going to be right. operating out here where I think that, you know, you want to be, you want to be yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so really interesting. Distinction. It really is. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I think journaling and getting, you know, whether it's journaling or working with a therapist or a friend to, to get to that trigger, I think is really important. I also think movement is incredibly important. You know, I think that, I mean, here we are in the work studio, you know it, you live it, but just to the listeners, um, you know, moving actually gets us out of our, our brain. You know, mm -hmm. it actually activates the frontal lobe of our brain and helps us to control the amygdala, which is where we um, control our fight or flight response. So it actually can help us alleviate and not balance that. Balance is the wrong word, but, um, you know, control the response, you know, totally. when we're not actually being chased by the bear or being about to be hit by a car then our body doesn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're sitting at our desk typing emails, the bear's not chasing us mm -hmm. in that moment. And mm -hmm. when we move and we actually help to control that amygdala, it helps to, um, you know, balance that. So um, I think movement can be huge as well as I find a lot of people with anxiety live with muscle tension. You know, they're tensing their bodies at all times mm -hmm. because they feel so anxious. And um, for us to move our bodies actually releases that muscle tension, mm -hmm. helps, you know, literally get in the flow. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that's, that's powerful. Um you know, I know that meditation has become kind of an eye roll in the wellness community because it's just that word that I think a lot of people feel is um, the self-care tool that they don't necessarily want to make time for. Right. And um, you don't see the effects after the first time. But unfortunately, it has been shown to be so effective. Oh, absolutely. Anxiety. Yeah. I mean, you see all these professional athletes and these billionaires yes. that are like, I would, I'll meditate over anything. Yes, exactly. I had a meditation teacher many years ago and she said, I was, you know, this was, I don't know, a long time ago, mm -hmm. but she was like, Sarah, she's like, I'm not asking you to sit at an altar for mm -hmm. two hours every day. Mm -hmm. She said, honestly, like if it has to be in your car at, outside of Whole Foods and you can close your eyes yep. and just put on some like calm music, you know, she's like, dude, go 10 minutes. Yeah. Cause I would like show up there and I'd be like frazzled. And she'd be like, I would drive there with the windows down and Jay-Z blaring. I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> She's like, I do. <laughs> Where do we start? Yeah, exactly. She's like, you're easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that that's so value to yeah. a value as well is cause I think people, everything for like the world that we live in, you know, it's so frenetic and like every, we're just trying to get these chunks of time. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like telling you, I have hard stop at 210, right? Right. right like right. 210. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a 45 minute a day thing. It can mm -hmm. be five minutes. It can be 10 For minutes. Sure. Your workout it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like a 60 minute works class. Yes. We'd love you here, mm -hmm. you know, a few days a week or five days a week, whatever. But like, what about if you just like went for a 10 minute walk, right? Just something to right. clear your brain. Yep. I have to tell you, I mean, walking here, I was so anxious. This, like I said, this is my first podcast. So I was You're doing anxious. really good, Dana. Thank you. <laughs> you make it very easy. You're a natural. <laughs> you make it very easy. You're right. It's just a conversation. But I was super nervous and, you know, I chose to walk here because I knew that, you know, just getting out of my head a little bit, just walking a little bit, just, just, it reframes everything. Yeah, it you know, does. It reframes the mind. It does. Yeah. Just get some fresh air in the body. Well, that too. I mean, just that vitamin D releases that serotonin, get a little happy hormones yep. going, it all helps. Yep, totally. Yeah. Um, well, this was amazing. And I, I think I'm you so would glad. be so beneficial for, I think so many people here are going to listen to this and be like, I've got to listen, talk to this woman. So tell um, our listeners where they can find you. Yes. Yeah, so they can find me on my website and thank you so much. This has been the most amazing opportunity. Oh, like yay. Said, so I'm much so fun glad. Chatting with you. Yeah. Really, really awesome. Um, but yeah, you can find me on my website. It's kind-roots.com uh, or on Insta Instagram, kind underscore roots um, on Instagram. Um, and I can send that to you so that you Perfect. You know, we can that. put it in. And I'd also love to offer 10% off of memberships to all of your listeners. So amazing. that, yeah, anybody can book. Um, so that's 
almost $70 off of a uh, three month and I think 130 off of a, um, a six month. So would so love cool. to give you guys that opportunity. Is there um, a code they should put in there? Yeah. Let's make it, I haven't made it yet. Let's make it. Uh, what do you think? The works work, the works, the Perfect. works. <laughs> Keep it simple. The works. The works. Yes. Um, you guys, um, Dana is awesome. It was so great to talk to you. Super down to earth. I mean that, like I've talked to a lot of people on the podcast, off the podcast that are, um, in this industry. And I think what can be, I don't want to say off putting, but it can be intimidating for someone that comes in and they know all this information and you don't know anything. And I didn't feel that with you at all. So I even asked Carter, I was like, Carter, will you sit in on this podcast? Cause (laughs) I don't know anything. And she's like, you got it. Um, so you guys reach well, out. Versa. Yes, really this was fun. Such a pleasure. And you really took the entire edge off. I feel so jazzed Yay, and inspired. Yeah. Good. And, um, you know, that's my, that's my business this. model. That's yes. my gift yeah. is talking yeah. to people. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that like in and a way. Making, yeah. And making people feel at ease and, uh, thank calm you. And happy. Yeah. You're sweet. Well, thank you. <laughs> I think when we know our purpose, it's I've, I, when I turned 40, I decided it's not showing off. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need to be humble. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things I don't do. Like I don't take notes in my phone. I don't know passwords. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I don't always get to places on time, but I think like, I love to create community. Mm -hmm. And I think especially I love men a lot. I got three sons. I got a great husband, but Mm -hmm. like women supporting women is so huge because there's, when I started working in this industry here, like 15 years ago, it was really, really like catty. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how is anyone going to do anything Mm -hmm. here? Like, how are we going to like, like we are the change, right? Right. Like as women, we're like the nurturers and the providers and like the lovers. And like, mm-hmm. if we're t- talking shit about someone else who's doing good in the community, it's not going to do anything. The whole community suffers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys have to check out Dana because now we're friends <laughs> and awesome. she's very down to earth. Very cool. If you liked this podcast, which I hope you did, please share with your friends, rate us, review us, and we'll check you next week. 